I can't wait to get into my pointed Italian two tones and off down the high street. <laughs> Makes you feel like a king. Clean dicky dirt, new Peckham, pair of luminous almond rocks, new whistle, nice crease of my strides, barnet well greased up, and flash of me Amsteds and all the Bonapalons. <laughs> I didn't understand a single word you said, but it sounded like... This is Sick and Wrong world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Wackerly here. What's up there, Wackerly? Are you recovering from the Thanksgiving festivities? Yeah, I didn't think I was too drunk, but then the next day I was totally out of commission. <laughs> a lot of drinking. Has, Over a long uh, period of time. Yeah, a lot of drinking has occurred. It was like a four-day binge thing i mean not only just thanksgiving it was just like it continued through the weekend yeah but um i, I do see that you're enjoying that 40 of mickey's that you won i beat the spread you beat the spread <laughs> the unofficial <laughs> sick and wrong lions um who did they play green bay spread but you know I, I, a couple people emailed saying that was the most retarded spread i've ever heard you guys know nothing of sports now i know yeah like that's a, a bad number for a football spread because the scores don't work like that but you know i don't think about football that much well, you know, you I know, like to watch it, but... Well, I, I wrote back to him. Well, what like, if they kicked a field goal and got a safety and then three touchdowns, and that's uh, not going to be 30, right? Well, I wrote back to him saying, do you know the concept of a joke? <laughs> <laughs> the lions suck is what we're trying to say here, yeah, okay? We're, we're betting 40s, people, not like Yeah, rolls. it's not like we're betting money here. But anyway, I, I, are you going to be able to finish off that entire 40 of Mickey's during this program? Whatever isn't gram. finished off will be poured on the ground of the tenderloin for all my dead homies. For all your dead homies. <laughs> That's really why they do that. Because they're all lightweights. They can't finish a 40. And plus, no, you don't know why. It's because that last quarter That's of the gross. 40 is just warm. It just tastes like swill. It's horrible. Like fermented. The backwash of the entire bottle. So I didn't even get to watch the Lions game because uh, I got to work. That was rad. I got to uh, work from uh, 9 a.m. to about 4 mm. on Thanksgiving. And I blame the Limeys. Actually, I, I blame the entire United Kingdom for that because uh, with the publication I was working on is The Economist. And this oh, produced yeah. the upper crust the in the U.K. Yeah, and it has to come out on Thanksgiving because they don't know how to give thanks. Uh-huh. Those thankless bastards. Well, it has nothing to do with our country. <laughs> yeah, I know. But they should understand that uh, I could have been watching the Lions and drinking you know, prodigious amounts of alcohol at 12 o'clock in the afternoon like every other American. Right. But instead, I'm producing The Economist. You'd think they'd be thankful for getting rid of all the puritanical assholes who left the country back then to come over here. Like, <laughs> they should God, be giving us thanks. Fucking, they were such buzzkills with their buckles and their shoes and black hats, ass wipes. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, you know, rigid, uh, authoritarian lifestyle. Work ethic. Yeah, I mean, it's, you'd, you'd think they'd be happy about that. They're, if, if the Puritans stayed there, there wouldn't be any chavs. Put it that way. Oh, so maybe they're not thankful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. So anyway, I, I ended up uh, missing out on the Lions game, and uh, I was in a foul mood on Thanksgiving. Mm. And then my brother kept calling me repeatedly, saying, you, you done working yet? You done, are you going to come over to Big Daddy Mike's house? And it, this happens every year. This has become a Thanksgiving tradition. Every year, 
My brother invites me and my sister to Big Daddy Mike's house. Big Daddy Mike is this 300-pound leather daddy Mm -hmm. bear guy who has this big Thanksgiving gala. He's kind of like a wealthy gay, right? Yeah, no, he has a really nice place. He's like a a prince of the Castro. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's like a grand poobah of the bears. There you go. Yeah, like he he is the leader of the bear cave. But... um. Anyway, my brother, every year, my brother invites us over to, to Big Daddy Mike's house, and every year we flake. Mm-hmm. And this year, I was, you know, I was just like, I, I tried to explain, to, I tried to reason with him. I was like, why would I want to go to Daddy Mike's house? How many girls are going to be at Daddy Mike's house? He's like, there might be one or two. I was like, I doubt it. I was like, these are your friends. Why do you want me to come there? I don't know why Jeff is so gung-ho on going there. It just doesn't seem like his type of thing. You don't know why he wants me to go there? Why? Because I, I'm his excuse to leave. Oh, because he can be like, yeah, my brother wants to get going, so we got a jet. But can't, couldn't he just say, I have to go meet my brother somewhere because it's Thanksgiving? You don't have to really be there, you know. I, but then they'd be like, well, why didn't your brother come here? And they, yeah, I don't <laughs> okay. know. So, I get it. so this year, finally, I was fed up. I was like, you know what? I'll go with you to fucking Big Daddy Mike's house. All right, mm-hmm. I'll go to Big Daddy Mike's house. Yeah. And so I went. He lives in the Castro, really nice place, and actually. You know, contrary to what I thought before, my, my preconceptions, right. it was a good time. There was yeah. a lot of good food. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a convivial atmosphere. People were enjoying themselves. Were there snakes there? No, it was Vivarium? lively. It was, it was lively. There's lots of show tunes. Um, and there, there were people from all there were bears there. There were. Uh, now, I heard that your dad called in and did some, like, over the phone prayer before the. Yeah, the no, meal. he said the. Uh, it's, it's called the Hamotzi. It's the prayer for bread. Yeah. And uh, he, he played... just makes this shit up on the spot, right? Oh, yeah. No, now this, I'm this going totally to say the, the Kerbal Schabenstein. <laughs> Here we go. That's pretty much what he, what he played. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it, it was entertaining. I think uh, the highlight of the evening was I was talking to this tranny that had to have been like 80, but he wasn't in like his costume. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just looked like this really creepy old man. And uh, I, th- I think his name is Goldblatt. That's what they call him, Goldblatt, the tranny. And so I was talking to Goldblatt for a while, and he was telling me how my brother makes the best ball drop shot. And I was looking at him, I was like, I don't even understand what is it? what's in a ball drop shot. He's like, your brother's balls. <laughs> I was like, he, he puts his balls in the shot. He's like, you got to try one. I was like, you know what? I'm never, ever going to try that shot, ever. I'm not going to say never, but I'd have to be pretty drunk. <laughs> well, why? Why? Yeah, like, I don't understand it. I, I don't get it either. I mean, I guess like if you're in a straight bar and a girl's like, I'm going to put my nipple in your uh, you know, a nipple shot. Yeah. Like a buttery nipple. Well, so it doesn't have anything to do with the drink. It has to do with seeing the nipple. Seeing the nipple go, and, and so I think, think Goldblatt's just trying to see your brother's balls. He balls in his shot. I don't know, but it, you know, I don't know if it enhances the flavor of that Jägermeister shot. No, I mean, I, I think it would. It, I, I asked your brother. I asked your flavor. brother about this. What kind of bartender would do that? Because now you have Jäger all over your balls for the rest of the night. Yeah, that it'd be all sticky. sticky Jäger nuts. But then again, sound th- fun. Then again, think about it though. My brother Bay is like once a week. Well, that makes it even worse, not better. Now he has Jaeger all over his balls for the entire week. Yeah, but I think that mixed with like the you know the caked on ball milk, I think yeah. it makes like a nice lather, like soothing, probably oh, probably good. Like it's probably ointment. like a moisturizer, like an ointment, like a moisturizer. So well, that, that makes sense. Yeah, no. Maybe. Plus, maybe it just attracts dudes. Like it's bait. But it was funny to me that this uh, this gold black character was like, "Yeah, you've never tried it." I mean, he was incredulous. He's like, I, I can't believe you haven't done it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah my brother, he's my brother. And I, I, I don't want it. 
Don't right. you want to see the but balls? But maybe he's just saying like any ball drop shot. Doesn't your brother didn't have to be the bartender? Yeah, maybe maybe I misinterpreted. You've I never mean, had a ball drop shot. Ball drop shot is I've never actually had a ball drop shot, mm. and I don't plan to start having that. But the I think the most interesting point of the evening was that there were a lot of children there, which I was kind of surprised. I mean, there, there were um, heterosexual couples. I mean, there were people from all walks of life there, but there was one couple in particular that had a kid, a four year old kid. Um, it was a guy. Is a guy with like a beard and a transgendered female male creature. I I, I couldn't male tell. Male to female. Well, it was definitely a woman. She she was wearing a dress, but she looked <laughs> that, like that means nothing. Well, she was okay. She if was you're dressed. Say it was definitely a woman. You have to say like she had a vagina. I stuck my thumb in. Okay, I I don't know if That's she was the only anatomically way to be sure a woman. In the Castro, whether it was definitely a woman. <laughs> I didn't go pull a crocodile Dundee and feel for her balls. She but, was presenting as a woman. Yeah, if you looked at her, you know, on the on the periphery, she was a woman. She was wearing a dress. She had long hair, uh, makeup, but you know, attributes of a woman. But her face, boobs. you could tell. Yeah, then there were boobs, but she had an Adam's apple and definitely like a, the jawline of a dude. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if it was a if if he was a pre or she was a pre op tranny or a post op tranny, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a tranny, mm-hmm. definitely transsexual. And he and he, or she and her husband. I'm getting I'm going to get the pronouns confused many yeah. times here, people. So bear with me. But they they had a kid, obviously biologically not their child, right? But they had this kid, and this kid was uh, you know well adjusted, happy, did not seem confused. This is your child psychological evaluation based on the hour you were at this dinner? <laughs> no, I, I didn't sit down with a kid and show him a bunch of Rorschach pet paintings and say, what do you see here? I Vagina, see a, penis? I see a ball drop shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God damn Uncle, it. <laughs> Uncle Goldblatt told me to try one. But no, what I was saying is like, wouldn't you be... Don't, don't you think it would be confusing as a four-year-old to be like, okay, well, here's my dad. Yeah. This is definitely my dad. I'm my father right. figure. And this is my mom dad. Well, I mean, there was a show called My Two Dads. And that chick seemed to have a pretty badass life. Yeah, but they were two male dads. Yeah. You know, and, and there were a couple gay couples there. There were two guys with a kid. And then there were a couple lesbian couples and two lesbians with a kid. But this was definitely a... You think it's even couple. more confusing to the kid if there's if the mommy used to be a daddy, or is currently has the genitalia of a daddy, right? So mom's dick might even be bigger than dad's dick, which really yeah. would, would send you the wrong signal. Well, I mean, could you imagine? It's like you walk into the bathroom and uh, you know the, um, your mom's dad is stepping out of the shower and you see tits and you see a penis. Mm-hmm. How would you fathom that? Like, how would you comprehend that as a as a four year old? I would just think that, that that's how people were made. Yeah, Jesus. exactly. So do you think that the, um, I don't want to say trauma, but do you think the confusion sets in like later in life, like when they start hitting puberty and they're just like, this is fucked? <laughs> <laughs> well, if the kid is straight, he's going to be have sexual feelings about women, but he's not going to realize that they have vaginas. Well, unless, but, but, but I mean, who's to say that the parents wouldn't you know, teach their children about uh-huh. Sex. So I mean, they could they could choose either way, <laughs> but I just think they're going to have a how warped worldview. Approach that subject. So you know how we're a family. We're freaks. <laughs> this is how ninety nine percent of the world does it. There's a woman and a man, and the kid comes out of the vagina, and that's how you. And usually, you might get a suck of the tit. <laughs> Not here, but other people get that. Now our family's a bit different. Yeah, your mom is also has the equipment of your dad, <laughs> but is not a man. 
right. he's a man woman hybrid and thing. Next week, mom's gonna have her equipment cut off, <laughs> and they're gonna shove it inside her, and then she'll have a fake vagina. But the but you know what though the thing is, I was thinking about this kid. You know, obviously, I did not grow up in a household like that. But I was thinking about this kid. This kid is gonna grow up, you know, in such a tolerant household, an accepting household. They're gonna learn about so many different facets of human sexuality. As opposed to, uh, you know, a kid growing up in, like, some staunch religious family. Uh-huh. You know, like, um, you know, a polygamous Mormon household. Yeah. I mean, if, 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 if you ask me what I would rather have, I'd rather have the kid grow up with a tranny mom, dad thing. Than in a big family with, like, 10 moms and 37 other kids? Or, like, uh, you know, like some, you know, religious, uh, draconian religious family like uh, Carrie's mom. Where, Carrie's uh, mom. Well... <laughs> I mean, that's an extreme. Carrie's mom was an insane person. Okay, but I mean, let's say, uh, you know, some... And plus, Carrie had telekinetic powers. <laughs> well, I think you would develop them when you when you when Jesus has crammed up your rectum. Well, what kind of powers do you get when you have a tranny mom? Um, I don't know. The, the, <laughs> the power to wear skirts if you're a dude. <laughs> but so, no, I, I just feel that I think I would rather, personally, if I was a kid, I'd rather grow up with the tranny mom... And the dad in in you know a household here in San Francisco, then grow up in Utah in some weird religious home. Uh, I would probably choose San Francisco too, but there's just more fun stuff to do here. Utah sucks. I like to ask a tranny if they would have wished that their mom was also a tranny. If that would if, if that would have helped, yeah. No, it'd be interesting. Perhaps we should have a tranny on the show one day and ask. <laughs> but the, the the point, the reason I'm bringing up. The uh, the religious Mormon household is I'm sure you've read about this horrific child sex case that happened in uh, in Independence, Missouri. Independence, yep. It, it Missouri. Im- it involved a five family members that are charged in a child sex abuse case. Um, the men, a 77 year old father and his four adult sons. See, this this doesn't happen in San Francisco. This doesn't happen with a tranny mom and a dad. This happens with a fucked up religious family. Mm hmm. The, the, I bet you there's Wiccan uh, polygamists in San Francisco. Though. Yeah, there there might be, but w- Wiccan's not even religion, though, isn't it? It's just like witchcraft. Oh, you're gonna get a bunch of emails for that one. Oh, dude. Okay, <laughs> Wiccan is. LARP. I think Wiccan That's is LARP. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it's LARP. It's yeah. like, I'm gonna put on a pointy hat. I'm gonna yeah. carry around a black cat with me and uh, do spells. You're gonna get a curse put on you by a Wiccan big fat chick. Ooh, I'm so <laughs> scared. Her five husbands are gonna hunt you down in the streets of the Tenderloin with their wizard robes and their spell casting staffs and stuff. Well, no, I mean, you know, there's various forms of, of polygamy. Now, I don't know if these people, the Molars here, were actual polygamists. Their names are the Molars. The Molars, yeah, the Molar family. <laughs> and it, it, if you looked at the 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 Molar senior, the 77 year old man, looks just like Wilford Brimley. Well, that so would be a good dad to have. When Wilford we discuss Brimley. the details of what they actually did, the details of the child abuse, picture Wilford Brimley okay. diddling, diddling these kids. All right, with the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so the five men range in age from 44 to 77, and uh, it, I guess it all came to light when a 26-year-old relative of the men told police she was abused at least eight times, was forced to watch abuse against her brother at least once. And this opened up this case, and... Uh, Wait, does Mormon Jesus com- approve of, um, you know, child abuse? Male-to-male <laughs> child abuse? Well, I don't know if it's male-to-male child abuse they approve of, but they oh. definitely approve of, uh, you know, of, uh, of, of male-to-female child abuse. Well, they because, don't agree about the definition of child on the female side. Well, they hide it. They, they masquerade it under the veil of 
mock marriages. Mm-hmm. And I think this happens throughout, um, you know, I'm definitely not in the, the modern church of Latter-day Saints, not the modern Mormon church. I think these are like sex splinter groups that, that you know, split yeah. away from the church. Because right. the, the Mormon church, the Church of Latter-day Saints, disavowed polygamy like in the mid-19th century or no, mid-20th century. Yeah. Was that before or after they let black people in? <laughs> I'm I didn't think they let black people in. Did yeah, they? they do. But that was a re- also like you know similar decision maybe in the 50s or the 70s or something. I still don't think they allow intermarriage. Yeah, I, th- I think that Jews. I mean, Jews aren't allowed in, are they? Um. Well, that's kind of a loaded question, right? I mean, obviously, you can't be a Mormon if you're of the Jewish faith. No, but, but could I think you if you're like. Uh, you know, a Semitic person, you can come in, yeah, if you decide to be a Mormon. I don't think they just let the blacks in. <laughs> like, <laughs> just the blacks. No Chinese, no Indians. Like no that. Mexicans. I think it was kind of every, everybody who wasn't pure Caucasian at that point could come in. <laughs> so the origin here of uh, Latter-day Saint polygamy is traced to Mormonism founder Joseph Smith Jr. Uh-huh. He was the guy that could read the tablets. Uh-huh. Only he could read the tablets because he had the special angel divine glasses. Uh-huh. Um, he taught that polygamy was a divine commandment and practiced it personally. By some accounts, he married as many as 30 wives before his death. Good job. In other words, Joseph Smith was a PIMP. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, I'm sure if you saw pictures of these ladies, they weren't all that. <laughs> yeah, but dude, think about that. You got a different woman every night of the month. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's Doesn't not sound that bad. great to me. <laughs> Because <laughs> twenty nine like of, of them, twenty nine of them are ugly and nag a lot, and maybe one you like, and you can't get back to fucking her until next month. Well, so what happened is the uh, uh, apparently other groups within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints disagreed with Joseph Smith's doctrine of plural marriage, and they felt that this was against uh, the the divine doctrine of God and Jesus. It just doesn't make any sense because. I mean, they're not killing the men children, right? So uh, there's obviously should be an equal number of like men and women of of a certain age range, marrying age. So what happens if if like there's five dudes that are all married to like thirty chicks each? What happens to all the rest of the dudes that would have been married? Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, so you mean the rest of the dudes that would have been that would have been married, but these guys are taking all the wives? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's. I think it all it's all based on wealth. Yeah. Like if you have enough I think money, it, I think it's really afford- easy to fuck up if you're a dude and get banished from the tribe. Well, I love how Joseph Smith is like. It's a divine commandment from God for me to have multiple bitches in my house so I can have sex with them all the time. Well, it's because they want to have tons of kids. Yeah, and just uh, keep breeding, yeah. but. So I guess, uh, you know, groups uh, d- disagreed with this doctrine, and it, it eventually the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, disavowed uh, polygamy, and it was abandoned as a practice in like early, the early 20th century. Right. But the second largest Latter-day Saint church, the Community of Christ, which is formerly the reorganized Church of Jesus Christ, that started in uh, Independence, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And they were always against polygamy. And so the Moeller family... Are members, they're lay ministers of the Community Church of Christ. <laughs> and so you would think that they would be against polygamy because that's what the doctrine of the Community of Christ is against. Mm-hmm. They're rogue agents, though? Well, that's the thing with religion. That's, that's the thing with religion. Religion basically gives you carte blanche to do whatever you want. So they're lay ministers, they have their own church, and they're like, okay, well, we're 
Jesus says I can fuck my cousins. Jesus says I can fuck my nieces and nephews. Right. So they, I mean, well, that's kind of a new being able to do what you want, ever you want, is a new thing now that it's much harder to, you know, burn heretics. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> that kind of authority and ability to do that kind of thing, or drown them, or you know, uh, I don't know, string them up. <laughs> um, that would tamp down people just doing whatever they wanted. Well, you know what happens though. So this is obviously, I mean, this kid is the the, the female relative who brought the charge against her against. Moeller and his 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 sons, mm-hmm. the Moeller gang. Mm-hmm. Um, she's twenty eight. This happened since she's been eleven, mm-hmm. ten years old. So I mean, this is like eighteen What's years. Happened? This has happened. This child abuse. Okay. So she says she was forced to have an abortion at age eleven. She was also forced to marry several of her relatives. Uh, the victim said she and her four sisters were part of several mock marriage ceremonies that would be conducted before the men would have sexual intercourse with them. Uh huh. So these girls so are. You got to be married before you can have sex. Yeah, but these girls are like eight. Nine and ten, and they're getting married to uh, you know Moeller Junior here, who's thirty eight, uh-huh. or you older, know? or older. I mean, uh, Wilford Brimley, you know, the Wilford Brimley dad here is seventy seven. Sure, uh, she said she and her sisters would adorn their hair with flowers and wear special dresses for the ceremonies. And these these girls obviously didn't know any better. I mean, here here they have their authority. You know, Wilford Brimley saying, "Okay, this is uh, this is our church. This is the way it works here." Yeah. I think they know that they don't want to touch Wilford Brimley's balls, <laughs> but they just have to accept that that's the way things are. Well, unfortunately, they touch more than his balls. So mm-hmm. I have the uh, the police what could report be worse here. Than his balls, his butthole. <laughs> um, the girls, the girl. I'm just going to read a couple of these, but uh, so keep in mind while I'm reading some of the charges. This is her account. This is what she um, in testimony to the police. This, this is what the youngest girl who is uh, charging the the Mueller family here with abuse. Um, this is what she she uh, described as happened. So keep in mind, the guy looks like Wilford Brimley. Got it. <laughs> um, her earliest memories of abuse was at the hands of her grandfather, Burl Sr. Burl Moeller. They're all named Burl. Oh, I'm Burl Moeller. <laughs> Burl Moeller Sr., Burl Moeller Jr., Burl Moeller Jr. Jr. Uh, he would sing Itsy Bitsy Smider, Spider as he moved his fingers into her genital area. She described numerous accounts of sexual abuse that took place at her grandfather's residence. So not only is he abusing her, but this, he's pretending like there's a spider crawling up this small child's vagina. <laughs> no, the down the, down to the genital area and then entering into her vagina. Oh, I'm confused because the itsy bitsy spider crawls up the water spout. So I thought maybe he was going up the leg. I, I think he he has his own take on the song. Oh, it's a special Mormon version? Yeah, it's a, it's a special uh, yeah Mormon version. Right, here. but there's still a spider going into her vagina. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely you're, you're involves a, a spider going in vagina. <laughs> okay. I, I wonder what happens when she hears that song now. Um, her In uh, 1986, her grandfather... She's incredibly took... turned on. <laughs> He took her to a pasture under the guise of seeing horses. She was really excited about seeing horses because she enjoyed horses. The uh, cocks. When, <laughs> well, eventually. When they got to the horses, their father, Burl Muller Jr., and their uncle, Burl Muller, were there. So they're all named Burl. Muller. Muller. That's the, the surname. <laughs> so Burl Sr., Wilford Brimley, steadied two horses while Burl Jr. and... Burl Muller, each took one of the girls and had them have sexual contact with a horse. Uh-huh. So kind she reported accounts of uh, bestiality, Hand including jobs. contact with a horse. You know, it it didn't say uh, they didn't go into detail. What about do the, the horses have to do with anything? 
I, I just feel what the worst part about this is this girl, you know, obviously, she's like Lisa Simpson. She adores horses. She's like, God, I love horses. You're going to take me a horse ride? You know, you're not, we're not going to play Itsy Bitsy Spider today. You're not going to digitally penetrate me. Sweet. You're going to take ever. me to go see horses. And she gets over there. It's like, oh, great. Now I got to fuck the horse. Yeah. Just, I don't, she wasn't being... She didn't have vaginal sex with a horse. I think she was like licking, probably jack- jacking off jacking the off the horse. Yeah, that, that, I think that's what it's, it's, it's or common. giving the horse oral. It's it's common in the uh, the the Mormon his special brand of Mormon church. <laughs> she also recalled that during the summer, the three sisters were dressed in white dresses. Her three sisters were then each married to one of the uncles. Each girl being paired with one uncle, Burl Muller, Burl Muller. And Burl Muller all married one of these girls. Mm-hmm. Um, Burl Sr. conducted the mock marriages. He then married and had sexual intercourse to consummate the marriage. She also reported a mock wedding ceremony when she was a young child, age six, and reported a mock we- uh, wedding ceremony or a consummation of the marriage as well. I can't even tell what's going on. Uh, just a lot so of So she's already the daughter of one of the kids, and now she's being married to the other uncle, and the, her sister's being married to the other uncle. What there, there the were fuck? three children there just continually married to all the different uncles. Hmm. Basically, What is the point of all this? So that they can have sex with them, because they can't have sex without marriage. Right. So I all mean, the Burls were trading these children around and having mock wedding ceremonies to permit them to have sex with these so kids. So are there other women in this clan? I mean, what... Who needs other women when you have, like, four young girls? <laughs> so the worst part that happened is uh, they tried to escape from the house one time, and uh, their father, Burl Jr., was upset that the girls tried to escape. So no, they... this is the father or the husband? <laughs> uh, this is Burl Jr. Okay, or the so brother-in-law? I, I think he's the... Okay, so he's husband, uncle, grandfather, and brother. Okay. Uh, Burl Jr. punished them by making them watch him sodomize their brother, who was not named Burl. His name was David. David Muller. <laughs> and uh, so the, the girls had to, to sit there and watch um, their father sodomize their brother. Now that's punishment. That's punishment for trying to run away and escape the household. It's not like, oh, great. At least I'm not being sodomized. <laughs> this is the best day ever. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that the, the, these girls experienced experience nightmares beyond belief. Mm-hmm. All in the name of religion. And, uh, you know, it, it was tolerated because of religion. The Angel Maroney. Well, it's these. That's the, who I blame. It's 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 the Moller's twisted depiction of what of, of what religion should be. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying I would rather. Can grow you imagine up, if Mitt Romney would have beca- become president? <laughs> this this yeah. type of behavior would have been rampant. It's all over, and it would, and they probably they probably wouldn't even be uh, you know tried for their crimes. No. I'm thinking, and it's it's funny too. We'll put up a post of uh, of uh, all the the Burrow Moller's. And all five men that are being charged, but there's like a whole group, and it's just it's interesting. I think I have a burled molar. <laughs> it's been bothering me lately. I need to get to the dentist. What was fascinating to me though is that uh, a whole group can just kind of work together and be like, "Yeah, this is cool." You know, we're lay ministers. Mm-hmm. Jesus says this is fine as long as we're married to these girls. Do these people have jobs? Or are these sort of welfare twi- trailer dwelling asswipes? I, I mean, know. I would like to do an IQ test on these people. I don't know if you need a job when you live in Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. 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 Well, how about an IQ test, then? I imagine it would be low. Like, real low. Like, they didn't even understand that what they were doing was kind of fucked up. You know, I don't think they, they could comprehend... They're all inbred, right? That's a given? Well, I mean, it's, it's like they're all married to the same four young girls. Yeah, the guy couldn't come up with three different names for his children. Or actually only two, because it's acceptable to name your first kid after yourself. But then the other two... 
And that's like George Foreman territory. And he's been punched in the face multiple, multiple times. Well, maybe the name Burl, B-U-R-R-E-L-L, is a popular name in Missouri. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of think true. it has a good ring to it. You think the the whole state, it's just all Burl? <laughs> Hi, my name's Burl. It's my brother Burl. And it's my other brother Burl. It makes it easier. We're going to gonna fuck your daughters. <laughs> So I don't know. All, all I'm saying, and I just kind of want to end this discussion here because this, if, if I went on any longer, I'd probably puke. I'm saying that I would rather be reared and raised in a loving home involving a father and a transgendered mother than to be raised in some twisted, deviant religious community like this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, could you even imagine? I mean, I mean are you saying be, <laughs> my choices are... To be raped by my uncles multiple times or have a transgendered mom? <laughs> it's not really fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But I don't even want to say this is obviously an extreme, but even like a Hasidic household uh-huh. where you're forced to wear like the black suit and grow out the curlies and uh, the hat. Pay us. To wear the payas and to have a beard. They have and... a lot of money, though. The they, 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 they do. They do they have, have money. jewelry businesses. But yeah, that could but, be nice but to still, grow up really I would wealthy. rather once again have a uh, you know a transgendered mom than to have to deal with like some strict the thing religion about being, community, uh, religious community. Hasidic, don't they sort of hook you up with some hot young Jewish? You don't have to work at it. It's like a arranged marriage. Not necessarily hot, and you got to fuck through a hole in the sheet. I don't care about that. <laughs> I just, dude, I'm so not into. I can the... get freaky through the hole. Trust me, <laughs> the Hasidic glory hole. Not down with that. <laughs> I can get freaky through the hole. You know, that is going to be quoted. You can put it in the back door and just be like, I I couldn't see. It's the hole. (laughs) Dude, I'm so buying you a Hasidic sheet with a hole in the middle. A new one, right? Not a used one. Well, I'll probably get it at the Jewish Jewish surf. I'll get it wholesale. (laughs) So, people, this is episode uh, 203 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of uh, last week's show. Uh, we did uh, several stories and uh, several listener stories, actually. Several uh, stories. Listener stories. Uh, listener one sent a story about a Peruvian fat bandito gang. Uh, listener two sent a story about a Detroit juvenile justice. Father takes the law into his own hands. And a listener three sent a story about a pedophile home decor, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it's really going to catch on, mm-hmm. but maybe amongst pedophiles. So listener one... Uh, the guy went to jail, though, so probably if I was a pedophile, I would steer clear. Or maybe just have one room of the house under lock and key. Like a dungeon. Yeah, a dungeon or something yeah. like that. Uh, listener one, her name's Shauna. She's that hot Calgary chick. She sent in the story about the Peruvian fat bandits. She won episode 202 with 127 votes. Yet, I want to qualify this win. I think there was some shill voting that took place here. I don't, you know, I don't know if it was shill voting. Or if she actually did get a lot of friends to go vote. Because there were a lot of different names. The Calgarans? Well, usually you can tell it's a shill vote when it's the same um, IP address that comes through. Right. Or there's no uh, email address. But there are actually a lot of people that voted for her that had their email addresses. But, they, but, I mean, all like within minutes of each other. So I don't know if she like had all her friends over. They don't even do Thanksgiving in Canada. But whatever. She I think had, like, they do a, in Calgary. All right, do they? Yeah. I think I read that. What do they have to give thanks for? Um, well, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, when the pilgrims came over, there wasn't Canada and America. That was just like the new world. Dude, pilgrims are American. <laughs> They're not Canadian. All right. They have engines in Canada. 
They're called Eskimos. They're called Eskimos. They can have their own Eskimo, you know, Holiday. Klondike bar Thanksgiving. But it's not the same as ours. Uh, I, I don't know. I just heard they celebrate Thanksgiving in, Ca- in Calgary, but not other parts of Canada. Oh, and, and the other parts of Canada think that Calgary is kind of like the Texas they're of sellouts. Canada. Well, they're just like sort of, you know, a little bit off. But we'll, we'll have to find out from Shauna. So anyway, at first I, w- I suspected she'll voting. And then I looked and I was like, you know, maybe she did have like some Calgary Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. invite all her friends and force them to vote for sick and wrong. So in, in that case, that means she's really spreading the word about the show. Yeah, sure. So, Shauna, congratulations. You won 127 votes uh, for your story about the Peruvian Fat Bandits. Listener two with the Detroit Juvenile Justice story. You came in second with 77. And listener three came in distant third with 36. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about pedophile homes and gardens now nah, people and people weren't even really disgusted by it a couple of people were but i um, we, we do have uh, one thing though this is interesting the gersh you know our favorite podiatrist actually weighed in on a on a on a point here really uh, we, we was were, there a foot related issue in the last one no but the gersh is a font of knowledge she knows a lot uh-huh and she, she, she's seriously like a living, breathing Wikipedia. The Gersh is not Hasidic, right? <laughs> you know, I wonder. She's seen her husband's naked body, not just the, the cock coming through the hole. The Gersh might use the hole. I don't know. Did we establish do you, do that the Gersh think, is Jewish? I, the Gersh has to be Jewish. That's such a Jewish surname. But do you think the Gersh makes her husband wear socks? And she's like, I can't see any more feet. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> just put on the socks, Probably okay? the entire moon boots. So anyway, the Gersh pointed out that uh, continuing my role as provider of random information, the word for killing your son would be filicide. Filicide. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. So filicide, there you go. When you murder your child, it's filicide. What about daughter? Same thing, or is that a different word? No, I think, I think it's uh, gender neutral. All right. Before we get into our stories here for episode 203, uh, a quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Uh, people, as you know, it's dildo December. Uh, you can get into the holiday spirit right now. Go get a candy cane dildo from adamandeve.com. They do. They have, like, candy cane dildos. Now, couldn't you just use a candy cane as a dildo? <laughs> Is that not recommended to put a sugary candy up your vagina? Wackily quick giving away secrets, okay? <laughs> they could do that. I actually I don't think it's a good idea to put sugary candy up your vagina. I think you Maggots. Develop a yeast infection or something. Maggots. That's uh-huh. what that's what happens yeah. from uh, from candy. Yeah. Maggoty but but think about cans. it, though. The dildo that you buy from adamandeve.com... Perfect stocking stuffer. Mm-hmm. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, you could use it all year <laughs> round. I'm just thinking about stuffing a stocking. <laughs> With a dildo? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, Adam and Eve has uh, various stocking stuffers. Uh, you know, I was looking at their holiday selection here, and uh, here's one of their suggestions for stocking stuffers. The Inner Vibe Finger Vibrator. It's only like mm-hmm. 10 bucks. This you is can, a vibrator you put on the tip of your finger. It's like thimbles, and you just vibrate uh-huh. with, the, with the, the finger vibrators. Right. There's the Lure Unisex Pheromone Cologne. Okay, that's bullshit. I'm well, thinking nobody of, buy that. <laughs> dude, I'm thinking we should, spray, we should lather ourselves in that, go hit the bar, and see what happens. Uh, well, one of us should and one of us shouldn't and see because I'm, I'm okay, You could be the control. Control group. Yeah, all right. All right. We'll do You're that. volunteering to be the guy that smells like the Adam and Eve pheromone spray. Dude, okay. I'm going to coat myself in pheromone and <laughs> I we'll do this. I think we need this. to do at least three or four coats. You know, put a, put a coat on, let it dry, another coat, let that dry, another coat, let that dry, another coat, then we'll go out. All right, I'm down. Because we want to make sure that it's thorough. And you know what? I might even wear the nipple erector set. Uh-huh. Get some frozen peas going on there. Frozen pea action. This is a fake hard nipple that you put under your shirt? You know, I don't even know what the nipple erector set is, but I just like the name. 
But it's a perfect stocking stuffer. And here's one that, you Are you, you sure know, it's not something you clamp onto your nipple for, you know, pain play? I, th- I think that's kind of what it is. It, like, extends yeah. the nipple. And here's one that'd be perfect for you, the Adonis Penis Extension. Add two inches to your erection. Just slide this stenchy... Or, it's not stenchy. <laughs> it's already stenchy. <laughs> Just slide this stretchy, clear jelly material extension onto your Woodrow and add two inches. Stimulation. So it's just like a piece of plastic that's two inches longer. <laughs> two than inches longer than your dick. Yeah, that's not fun, dude. No pills, no surgery with the Adonis extension erection enhancer. How about I Put just it on your erection and in, go? Why don't I just jam that thing in my lady's vagina and call it a vagina, you know, reducer? <laughs> <laughs> just a bit less space going yeah. on in there. Yeah, because your pussy's it's... too deep. It's not that my dick is too small. <laughs> your pussy is too deep. Yeah, I think she'd be insulted by that. Oh. So I, one I of mean, us is going to be insulted. It might as well be her. Would you be insulted if your girlfriend's like, so I got you this penis extension no. from AdamEve.com in your stocking? No. I'd be, oh, you mean vagina shallower? <laughs> what if your mom gave it to you? Uh, that would be disturbing. That would be weird. So people, there you go. AdamandEve.com. Go there right now. Get some of these fabulous stocking stuffers and buy yourself a dildo while you're at it. Dildo December. Uh, just type in Diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, the, uh, as the offer code upon checkout. And, uh, yeah, you'll get, like, from free DVDs. You'll get a, a free gift. And uh, you get uh, 50% off your purchases. So right now, go get in the holiday spirit and get yourself a dildo, you fuckwad. Um, people... <laughs> you got to, why do you have to end it so angrily every time? Because I, I feel that scares people into doing it. <laughs> Like, you know, if, if I was just like, if I was just like, and go get yourself a dildo, if that's cool, you know, if I was wishy-washy You're going to come it, right through, really right through the headphones. Well, I think I, I feel, I feel I sound authoritarian. So I'm like, you know, go get a dildo now. Okay. They're like, all right, I'm going to go before D. Simon gets angry. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, uh, that's it. the way it is. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Uh, Wacken and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items a week, present them here on the show. The audience votes. And uh, the winner gets a case of beer, or we throw in a wild card to listener submission, which if the listener wins, you get a sick and wrong care package. You can send your listener submissions to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or submit them directly through the forum. Oh, actually, before we start, I want to do a quick shot here because I want to dedicate this episode 203 to one of our idols, Ronnie James Dio. Ronnie. He was recently diagnosed with stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday on his website, Mrs. Dio, Wendy Dio, she says, Ronnie has been diagnosed with the early stage of stomach cancer. We are starting treatment immediately at the Mayo Clinic. After he kills this dragon, Ronnie will be back on stage where he belongs, doing what he loves best, performing for his fans. <laughs> she actually mentioned a dragon here's in that, sl- in that uh, press release. Here's the slaying the cancer dragon, Ronnie. Yeah. Slay that dragon. Cheers. I really do, do hope I'm surprised there it. isn't some type of elfin magic or elfin medicine that could cure this. Yeah, you'd think you'd have something like that. He's I mean, an but elf, think right? about it, though. If, if, if it wasn't for Ronnie, there'd be no devil horn hand gesture. What would Is we be true? doing at the he, he made it up, he I didn't created know that. it. Yeah, no, that was, that was Ronnie James Dio's creation the devil horns. Don't you think somebody else would have come up with it? No, we, we'd probably be Zeke Heiling. We'd have nothing. We'd just have hands up in the air, you know, saying, yeah, but it would look like the Nazi uh-huh. salute, you know? I'm glad he, he's been around to do that. Yeah. And, uh, Is that and on his Wikipedia page? I did read that off his Wikipedia page. <laughs> so, Wacken, I believe, uh, I, did, I, I think I started last week's show. So, well, why don't you kick off uh, 203 here with your story? Okay. 
Have you ever heard the San Francisco Municipal Bus Network? The Muni, as it's called? Unfortunately, way too many times. It's pretty horrible. And I don't even know what I compare it to. I mean, other cities' bus systems are pretty bad, too. But Muni well, just seems especially bad. You need to differentiate between the various forms of transportation in the city. There's the BART, which yeah, the Bay Area that's not Rapid what we're Transit. About. That Although is that's a train. Not as horrible. Then there's the Muni train. It's the, it's the above-ground train. And um, then there's the... Sometimes it goes below ground. Sometimes yeah. it goes below. Light rail. The light rail. And then there are buses. Yes. And the buses are a totally different kind, totally different type of yeah. passenger. So all the, the other stuff, the the light rail, the BART, the SAM trans, the Golden Gate Transit, Caltrain. Caltrain. They all suck, but no more than any other type of public transportation, right? Public transportation just sucks in general, but the Muni buses are a special thing. Muni buses, yeah. Like, if, if you want to see a homeless person just masturbating, covered in their own feces, it's probably going to happen on a bus, not on the light rail. Right. I mean, you'd be, Anyone can get on the bus. Chances are there is going to be a homeless person ma- masturbating in their own feces on the Muni. You'd be, you'd be more surprising if you got into a Muni bus and that wasn't happening. Yeah, now, and, and the reason being is because the way the Muni buses operate here, you don't have to pay to get on. If, if you hop on the back, the door just opens, bus driver doesn't make you well, pay. You kind of steal my thunder. I was gonna. <laughs> I don't want to sound. I, to do I don't want to sound though, racist Rocker. or anything. And I think maybe the way to not sound racist is just to list all the problems, <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll all sort of be evenly spread around. So you've got the white homeless dude masturbating and cheating on himself. Yeah. You've got the the black urban youth that don't pay and go on the back, and then they like you know fight with each other and, and tag swear, the walls and tag with the their walls. sharpies. Um, you've just got the general white hipsters, which are just always annoying anywhere they go with their tight pants and their iPods. Um, and then you have the elderly Asian people who have no sense of personal space and also no sense of like not, you know, sneezing all over everybody or and farting, hawking up goobers. They hawk up goobers and they fart and belch right yeah. out in the open. Yeah. And then so, and then on top of all that, on top of the individual groups, then sometimes the groups will clash and they will get into fist fights. Uh, you know, in the middle of a crowded train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the drivers, which are, what, 90% African-American, they do not give a fuck about anything. They do nothing. No. You they know, just got to make the stops, keep going, don't care. I ride that bus every morning to work, and I've never paid for it. I hop on the back, and the bus driver uh, oh. every time so is African-American. it's not just the black urban youths riding the bus for free. It's you, too. Dude, I'm sure You're there's plenty though. of SF hipsters yeah. that are sneaking on the back of the bus. But, you know, it's like I go on there, and they, the bus driver doesn't even care. They yeah. don't say anything. They don't say, hey, did well, you Well, you're pay? talking about rush hour, so there's so many people getting on and off the bus. I mean, it's packed really like sardines. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is packed. Tight. It's almost like you'd appreciate a double-decker, a second level. You could go up and sort of get out of the fray, right? You could escape, but but the smell rises, so I imagine it would be worse up top. Yeah, you could open a window, maybe. But it's a tiny window. It it, it wouldn't dissipate the odor. Right. Um, So where were you going with this? You were saying that uh, black people are lazy? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I'm just trying to explain (laughs) how it's horrible. It's not because of one uh, stereotype, but it's all the stereotypes thrown together. 
That's why I choose. I mean, if it, I never ever take it anywhere. No, if I didn't have to ride the bus to to work, because it takes me five minutes to get there to work, it takes me twenty minutes to walk. Mm-hmm. So I only ride it in the morning. But other than that, I never take the bus. No, and and this is why I never go out to the Richmond or anything like that because you have to take the bus and and that nothing, bus is crammed with old age. There's nothing out there that's worth taking that bus. No, really, the the, the pluses do not outweigh the minuses. Well. People have been saying this for years, and just recently, I think people are starting to get fed up, like really fed up, because I don't. you heard about that dude who got stabbed. It was the first time he'd ever like ridden the bus by himself, some 13-year-old kid, he got stabbed by It was in the person. mission. I think it was in the mission, wasn't it? Um, I think you're thinking about a different one. That was a, uh, some kid, it wasn't the first time he'd ridden the bus, but he had blue shoes on, and, and he was like a Hispanic-looking kid, and some other actual Mexican gangbangers uh, thought he was like... Of the a wrong, crip yeah, or, or blood yeah, or, or something. Norteño and there, Sereno, so they stabbed him. Stole his shoes, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about that video of the uh, older Asian lady fighting with a black lady? Yeah, you ever that, see that happened, and, uh, and 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 there's supposed to be video cameras on the bus where they can like you know take the t- but apparently none of those things work. No, they're, they're just, supposed to have surveillance cameras, but they don't but none do of them anything work. in the bus. Yeah. yeah. So whenever you get a video, it's of some guy taking a video with his cell phone, which is what happened with that uh, old Asian lady fighting with that black woman. Um, it's a great fight, by the way. Oh, it goes on for like five minutes. Yeah. Like they're really throwing fists at each other. And there was this really hot Asian chick that broke it up. I don't, uh-huh. If I was on that bus, I'd have told that girl to like sit down and shut up and just let this fight go <laughs> like on. Like the dude with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining my YouTube material. <laughs> Um, well, this is just the latest in the story, but it's quite gruesome and uh, bears specific mention on the show. A 32-year-old Berkeley woman named Elena Aronson uh, says she was riding a muni bus to work back on April 6th uh, when a man sitting next to her fixed his gaze on her teeth and said, I want them. <laughs> She's, was it Carl from Slingblade? That's who I'm imagining. Oh, okay. This is, yeah, this is white, uh, you know, maybe Vietnam vet, crazy homeless guy. Um, I'm picturing more of a Sanford, Fred Sanford type character. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I kind of, when the obsession with uh, the teeth kind of pushes me towards some type of, uh, uh, I don't know, transplanted cracker from the, the South. Yeah, I mean, that could, that could be, that could be. <laughs> Who's really down on his luck and down on his brain cells. She says, he kept, sa- he kept saying how my teeth were beautiful, like the moon and the stars, she recalled. You see, women just always remember that shit. They love to be complimented, even when it's part of a gruesome story like this. So, so ladies, take, take note of this here. When a homeless person is commenting on the beauty of your teeth, move to the front of the bus. Immediately. <laughs> Stand by the bus driver. Right. Get away. I know. I also, I mean, if her teeth are so great, you know, isn't it kind of her fault? Like for, when a rape victim wears, well, wears like a mini skirt, you know, and then she gets raped. It's so, a little bit her fault. So you're saying that uh, she's asking for it? She because has provocative she teeth. Floss. She yeah, has provocative teeth. teeth. Definitely. She should have maybe brushed but not flossed, or maybe flossed but not brushed. <laughs> One of those two things. Um, Aronson, this woman who grew up riding buses on the south side of Chicago and later in New York, had never encountered anything quite like this. So, so wait, what is she saying? She's like, I'm a badass, like, seasoned bus rider. Yeah, that's you know, what I take that line to I've been to the to bowels be. of the south side of right. Chicago, and I can ride a bus. <laughs> and like we, like we already mentioned, Muni is a different animal. It's a completely different. I've, you know, I've ridden the buses in South Side of Chicago. Yeah, they, you know, they're, they're filled with gangbangers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you'll see, like, you know, 
largely African Americans live on the South yeah. Side. But it really, I mean, I've, I'm much more intimidated by the crazy, you know, drug crazed homeless guy on the SF Muni right, right. than I am down there. And we say when we say shit encrusted homeless guy. I'm t- telling you, you look at his pants, and there's shit in the folds of it, and it smells like it's not even fresh shit, like aged shit. Yeah, no, it's been on the guy for the past four days. Right. You know, he uses his I, face as toilet paper. I used to ride the buses in Amherst for, like, years. Central Massachusetts, you know, throughout the... Uh, <laughs> I can't even remember the name of the valley, but whatever it was. With the old people and students... Did you, know, you ever get attacked? <laughs> Did anyone ever comment on your teeth? No. It wasn't really that bad. <laughs> Actually, there was an old lady who lived next door to me uh, who also rode the bus. And one time, she was really nuts. I saw her just drinking scope. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't must pack a punch. I think it does. And I think if you're on you know, food stamps or whatever, it's probably the cheapest way to get a buzz. And I bet your breath is better than it would be if she's, yeah, definitely. If, if, you know, if she's drinking like... Old Milwaukee. I wish the drunken vagrants in my neighborhood would drink scope instead of, you know, wild turkey or whatever. I wish the denizens of the tenderloin would bathe in scope. (laughs) I just remember seeing her just, she's just putting it back. Not even gargling (laughs) and then swallowing, just like shooting it. Did you ever ask for a swig? No, no, it's disgusting. (laughs) I mean, she was kind of crazy. I tried to avoid her. Um, Oh, anyways, the guy likes her teeth, right? Um, the next thing Aronson recalls is being on her knees outside the bus, bleeding profusely from her torn lip with her two upper front teeth missing. A crowd gathered around her. Uh, one guy scooped her off out of the pavement and drove her to the hospital and she spent two days recovering and she was actually sort of not in a coma, but she has, am- she had amnesia. She like couldn't like recall what had happened. Police took a report. Um, but it was weeks before her memory returned. And even now, she doesn't really remember exactly uh, the man falling off the bus or, or being hit. And this is key to San Francisco. No witnesses came forward to tell police about it. Because <laughs> you know what probably happened on the bus? She got punched in the face by this homeless guy. And everyone's like, yeah, whatever. And just yeah. keep texting with her yeah, iPhones. text, uh, look away. <laughs> Don't want to be involved. This isn't happening. I'm sure there's one guy at least videotaping it. Probably. Who hasn't come forward yet. When Aronson met with police investigator with a police investigator a month later she says he basically laughed me out of the office muni spokesman judson true says it didn't happen on the bus so we're not responsible nobody's asked for surveillance video it wouldn't be there anyways because none of those video cameras work we've established that although he's still trying to uh float this lie that those things are actually taking any tape <laughs> she's got to pay a bunch of money because her insurance doesn't cover everything especially the dental work Aronson went to the district attorney's victim assistance program, which who knew that even existed, for help, but they turned her down, citing lack of evidence. Um, they, uh, the She's police really in- getting the shaft here, this poor lady. The police investigator has been spoken to. His name's Inspector Ray Luck, L-U-K, who said that he didn't doubt Aronson's story, but he also wasn't hopeful about catching the tooth bandit, much less prosecuting anybody for the crime. She th- he says that this she thinks this is what happened to her, but we really can't go to court based on what she thinks happened. Um, now that she, this woman uh, Elaine has gone to the paper, they're sort of getting some traction, and they get a police sketch artist to draw up this dude. He just kind of looks like a homeless muppet, <laughs> um, which means that I mean I don't think the the picture is even accurate. Was he um, wearing like a? Uh, the, uh, uh, like a fairy outfit? I'm picturing like a tooth, tooth fairy. fairy yeah, <laughs> that's the first. Signal to discuss I just, it I, just, I, I seriously picture this like middle-aged black man 
Um, just, you know, missing a couple teeth, grizzled, has like Is that a, why he wanted the teeth? Probably, to, to, to replace, replace his, his own. own. Or maybe maybe he has a teeth necklace. Uh-huh. Popular amongst yeah, homeless people. Yeah, I just think once a homeless guy is missing a bunch of teeth, you can't get new... I mean, that's why he can't have nice teeth. It's because, look, you just lose them. Yeah, <laughs> you just lose them all the time. You don't deserve these teeth. Because they keep opening beer cans with their teeth because they don't have lighters. <laughs> and fall and passing out and hitting their teeth on the curb. <laughs> Um, she's appealing the decision to deny her victim's assistance. Have you ever heard of this victim's assistance thing? Like, it's a, it's a new concept to me. The, you know, the, the district attorney's office will just give you money because you got beat up in San Francisco, I guess. I always picture they, picture they would just give you the finger. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know you got money for that. Yeah. Here's some free condoms from the free <laughs> clinic next door. Find something to do with that. Don't get AIDS. Yeah. That's it. Lost her teeth. And she lives in she doesn't live in the city, she lives in Berkeley. I don't know why she's working all the way over here. Probably never gonna come to the city again. No. Berkeley has its own problems too. So you know, it's a difficult story to rate because you know, this woman could have just fallen off the bus. She could have just fallen off the bus and smacked her face on the sidewalk. Yeah, the amnesia makes it quite confusing. Or I mean she could have had this homeless guy wearing a fairy outfit punch her in the face and take her teeth. Which I'm, I'm willing to believe the latter. And I'm willing to believe it, but it's pretty, um, I mean, it's highly, I'm not going to say unlikely, but improbable that, I mean, it's hard to, to specifically try and knock somebody's teeth out and have it happen just by punching them in the face. Like, does he practice on other homeless people? Maybe this guy was a dentist. He lost all <laughs> his clientele because, no, he, he lost all his clientele because he diddled his patients. Uh-huh. He got disbarred. Well, what about, and, my, uh, what about my theory that he was a Vietnam vet? That he could he could have been a he could have been a uh, Vietnam vet as well. You remember like, the dentist from Mash? Maybe he was a the and, movie. So I'm with picturing the big cock? I'm picturing this guy. <laughs> no, you don't remember that. I did. How do you know he had a big cock? <laughs> it was a big point in the Mash, not the TV show, the movie. You know, you is have he, selective he he, memory, Wackerly. It's the whole it's the the whole big ending to the movie is that he thinks he was impotent with some chick and he wants to kill himself. So they pretend they give him some like fake death pill, and then he thinks he's dead, and they hire a hooker to come in and fuck him. No, I don't remember, remember that, that at all. <laughs> I, I think you created that in your mind. No, but maybe I don't know. Uh, but there, so so this so this guy could have been a Vietnam veteran dentist. I think he has his own tooth extractor pliers. instrument pliers, <laughs> tooth extractor instrument. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I sound like Bob Fossil. Uh, but I think he took his pliers and he pried out those teeth and then punched the bitch in the face. It says she had a cut lip, but I suppose you could get a cut lip if he was like she was sort of struggling or something. Sticking wrong star I scale. I think you're right. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I'm thinking we have a black man wearing a tooth fairy outfit with pliers that was a and Vietnam a veteran dentist with a huge dick. <laughs> That now has two teeth that belong to this woman. I'm going to give that a 4.5. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 4.5 also. It doesn't seem like this is a serial tooth extractor because we haven't heard anything. But they said tooth I, bandit. I mean, they, 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 the cops they recognize do call the tooth him the bandit. Tooth bandit. Uh, does a once bandit, they get a name, it does means a it's happened more than once. Gonna, that's his occupation now. Being well, once, a the, once the media gives him a name, mm-hmm. then it happens. it's happened more than once. All right. I'm gonna watch out for the, I'm watching out for the tooth bandit. I'm gonna wear a mouth guard when I'm on the muni. I'm just not gonna ride the bus anymore. That's gonna walk my to plan too. Yeah. So 
my story here for uh, episode 203 is, uh, I think it measures up to yours. A Queens man says he didn't kill his wife and son. His split personality did. So he's innocent. A likely story. <laughs> a Queens dad with a split personality was arrested Saturday for slitting the throats of his wife and 14-year-old son and then blaming the horrific crime on his alter ego, Robert. Robert? What kind Robert. of name is that for an alter ego? <laughs> Shouldn't it be like Fishman or... Yeah, you, you know, I'm, I'm surprised he would just come up with Robert. But then Super again, Albanian or something like that? His uh, first, his other ego is uh, Otto. That's his real name. So oh. it's Otto and Robert. I used to work with a guy, and a guy named Otto, and we call them Toot. Toot? Yeah, because they're both palindromes. Palindrome, you just switch yeah. them around. Yeah. So, but, so does this work? The Jekyll and Hyde defense? No, it doesn't. I mean, I mean <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, how do you prove that? It's like, oh, it wasn't me. It was Robert. Yeah. Well, especially if you consciously point it out, then it's quite clearly bullshit. What you have to do is you have to let it come out and done under your psychological examination. And then, yeah, let it slip. But if you listen to the details of the crime, this guy, I mean, this is obviously premeditated. And this guy took steps to dis- to, d- to dispose of the corpses, which means well, Maybe Robert insane. did all that stuff. Well, maybe Robert did it. <laughs> so he claims Otto does not do these things, but Robert does all the time. Wait, now he's speaking in the third person about, bu- is this a third personality that we're talking to? No, this is Otto. Okay. This is Otto Herarte. A 48 years old, a cleaner at the Helmsley Hotel in Manhattan. He says Otto did not do it. Robert did it. The twisted confession came hours after cops found the bodies of Herarte's wife, Edna, and son Daniel stuffed in a closet inside their home. Mm, that's not very clean. No. But, well, he did chop them up into pieces and put them in bags. Oh, okay. Yeah, wrapped in plastic That's his bags. cleaning uh, background coming through. Well, so what happened when the— He probably uh, double-bagged it. He probably you have to double bag. Well, that double containment because if one bag breaks, there's always the other bag. To you know what kind of bothers me is back in the day you could get plastic bags from grocery stores, but now they only give paper bags. Yeah, that's just in San Francisco. So in New York and Chicago and other places, you can still get plastic bags. There might be other cities where they also have this restriction, but most cities don't. See, it's bullshit. It's, it's the same thing when I uh, I actually cooked a bit of a dish when we went to Thanksgiving at your sister's. Well, I wasn't at Big Daddy Mike's. I made some squash, and I threw the squash rind in the garbage, and your sister pointed out to me that they could get in trouble and be fined for that because San Francisco doesn't allow you to put compostable waste in the trash anymore. That is ridiculous. You live it's, in a ridiculous city. It's this is ridiculous. why I live in Oakland. Even with the crime and the fact that it's the third most violent city. They have plastic city. bags in Oakland? Yeah, we have tons of plastic bags. And we can throw banana peels, uh, you know, <laughs> corn cobs. Everything can the go in the trash. The limbs of gangbangers. They're not going to They're not going to come and fine you $1,000 for, you know, finding a grape stem in the garbage. Yeah, sometimes I'm ashamed about being a, 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 a resident of San Francisco. So when the uh, the housekeeper here, Otto's son David, his other son, who is 15, returned home that night, he inquired about the whereabouts of his mom and his brother. Right. Herarte, Otto here, concocted an elaborate lie. He said that they had been in a car accident and that they wouldn't be coming home. Hmm. So it was Otto that concocted the lie, not Robert. Not Robert. Otto but was covering for Robert. How, how, how elaborate is that? I mean, what we like, oh, okay, um, your mom, dad, serious car accident, they're not coming home. What happened? <laughs> Son, sit down. They're in Mexican heaven now. 
You know, they have all the burritos they can eat, endless mariachi music, mm-hmm. no borders. They can go anywhere. Yeah. You know, they don't have to hire coyotes. Right. They're happy. They're in a happy place. Mm-hmm. But, so do uh, they even own a car? I mean, they, <laughs> where's the where's the crash car? Yeah, that, that, that's the funny thing. They live in man. They live in Queens. They probably yeah. don't even own a car. No, so you don't the, need one. Though. The entire time, the son was unaware that there are bodies in the apartment wrapped in black plastic bags in the closet. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, uh, Otto called a female coworker whom he was dating and asked her to join oh, him. Had a little something on the side. He had a little something going on here as he brought David to the home of his sister-in-law. Once they got in the home. Otto delivered an ominous message to his boy. He said, son, this is going to be your new mother. The forget aunt about or the your, new girlfriend? The new girlfriend. For, <laughs> forget about your old mother. This right. is your new mother, son. Mm-hmm. I, don't, you know, I don't really know how to respond to that. Wouldn't you think it's a little sudden? It's like, okay, so dad, you're telling me that mom and brother died in a car accident last night, and this is new mom? Right, it's a lot to that's a lot to take in. Well, Otto works fast. Yeah, no, yeah. Otto doesn't. He doesn't cut any corners. He probably went to, uh, online speed dating and just found this. I guess. Well, I guess she, he had been having this relationship for a while. Right, right, right. But he can't tell the kid that. No. <laughs> I'm thinking up excuses that Otto could use. <laughs> well, so he left the kid at the sister-in-law, and he and his mistress returned to the apartment. Where he told her what he did and asked for her help in disposing of the black plastic bag. I'm sure she was happy about this. Uh, she dialed 911 nice. and the cops came. If you think about it, you know, it's like you're dating somebody, you go back to their house, presumably to have sex, and then they open up the closet and they say, So I cut up my wife and my child. Right. Can we dispose of the corpses first yeah. and then have right. sex? Yeah. That's grounds for a breakup. Well, once again, you're. You're expressing this viewpoint from a woman's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from as a, a man, guy's point of view, you should say, yeah, we should get, we should do the business first and then I'll help you carry it out. But after you get laid, then be like, woman, you killed your husband. I'm out of here. And I'm calling the cops. I guess. Okay. All right. All right. I understand. So if, I mean, all if, I'm saying is men should never miss an opportunity to get, laid. to get ass. Cause yeah. you never know. It's like, you got to be a sexual camel. As George Costanza, I just it. feel you never know when your next oasis is going to be on the horizon. It's true. You should take advantage of the opportunity. A sexual opportunist is what all men should be. Mm-hmm. But um, body stuffed in a closet, deal breaker. I just I, I couldn't continue the relationship. The deal is broken. Yeah, it's it's broken. I, I was just saying the one last time. So you, know, you have breakup sex. You have like you know you just murdered your your, <laughs> your old, family your sex. Boyfriend. That's a good one. Uh, Edna Herarte, um, uh, her, that's the, uh, the deceased here, mm. she's one of the victims, her loved one said her husband ruled the home with an iron fist. So there were signs. Yeah, apparently Otto was, uh, was quite cruel. Mm. My sister the domineering law, husband. Domineering husband. Authoritarian. My, my sister-in-law was like a slave, physically and mentally, said Jose Poor, 64 years old. He said whatever he wanted to do, she did everything and said nothing. Hmm. Um, he said sounds that, about right. To me. <laughs> he said that she that uh, Otto became especially abusive after he started dating his paramour, and this is quote unquote. He used to be a nice, nice guy, but he changed since starting to go out with this woman. For me, it's horrible. Edna was a wonderful woman. She loved the kids and she wanted the best for them. So it is kind of sad. I think they're all coping mm-hmm. with the loss right now. What do the relatives say about Robert? <laughs> I wonder if Otto ever switched personalities mid-coitus. Hmm. 
You think? It'd be a good way to stave off premature ejaculation. Well, I think it'd be a good way to do that, and I think it'd be a good way to justify slipping into the anus. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'm sorry, baby. Uh, Robert did that. Robert, uh, Robert, stop it. Dude, stop slipping into the butthole. She doesn't like that. So on the sick and wrong star scale, not only did this guy murder his wife and son, um, but uh, he also lied to his boy. It's a really weak lie, if you think about it. Well, several lies. I mean, yeah. He's made up this alternate personality. He lied Which about I think having is a mistress, a the car wreck. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I think the whole thing is just a lie built on top of a lie. You're going to get caught eventually. And the fact that he brought his mistress home to help him dispose of the corpses, give me a 4.75. Yeah. Did the kid accept his new mom? <laughs> well, you know, now he has no choice because he has no dad. Uh, he has the, uh, the yeah. I don't know what what the kid's gonna do. The sister though is always there for him. He has the uh, the, the he has an aunt. The aunt. The, the aunt. auntie. The auntie. The uh, the tia. The tia. I think that's that's the way it is. Oh, Not the tortilla. The tia. So Wagner, what are you giving <laughs> that story? Uh, four. A four? Yeah. All right. I would have liked to hear more about the alternate personality. Yeah, he doesn't. I, I didn't hear enough about you it. You know why? Because he came up with that being questioned by the police. It's pretty good on the spot to tell you the truth. Yeah, I guess it's not that bad. I'm surprised he didn't come up with Roberto instead of just Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's some translation happening. Would have been more. I mean, what is he like? His alter personality is just like some like middle aged white guy wearing a tweed jacket <laughs> with Iowa. like patches on his elbows. Hello, I'm Robert. Uh, I don't know if you've met my uh, other personality, Otto Harate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professor of English <laughs> literature at a community college. <laughs> but my alternate personality works at a taco truck. <laughs> no, he, he cleans rooms at the hotel. <laughs> so the third What a crazy <laughs> bunch of dudes we are. <laughs> Sounds like a damn good sitcom. Yeah. So the third story here we got for episode 203 came in from Malcolm. He's, this was submitted through the forum and the email. This is this guy thorough. was determined. He's, He's determined. He's, like, He's a I'm, good man and thorough. I'm sending this story to you, and you're gonna fucking read it. <laughs> Seriously, that's a, that's his attitude. Well, let's here. hope it's good. Hi, fellas. Extreme measures to have a spoon cuddle with the missus. I like that term, missus. I like the term spoon cuddle. I've never heard the term spoon cuddle, but you think it's well, kind spooning. of uh, isn't it a tautology? You're doing the same thing. Well, it's just so redundancy. It's like spoon cuddle. I Spooning think is cuddling. Tautology is a little harsh. <laughs> it's just a term. Yeah, but a spoon or a cuddle. It's not a spoon cuddle. Well, what about a spoon without the arms? That's still spooning, and a spoon cuddle is with the arms. Hmm. I thought it's a spoon if there's a boner involved. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a cuddle without the boner. That might be true. That might be true. I don't know. So Malcolm sends in this story about a sad hubby who dug up his uh, deceased wife for a hug. <laughs> so, you know, you, you hear that headline, you're like... You know, she must have been recently buried. I and am uh, rolling on the floor laughing, <laughs> literally. What was that? R-O-F-T-L-O-L? Yeah, that, something like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you know, you think even by the headline, you'd say, okay, well, you know, she's probably recently buried, and he dug up her corpse, a fresh corpse, to sleep mm. with it. You know, she'd been buried for five years, mm. so there's some decomposition going on here. How did he even get into the vault? There's no vaults in Vietnam. Oh, this is in Vietnam? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she's probably doesn't even have a coffin. She's just right in the dirt. Yeah, I'm thinking pine box, maybe cardboard, or maybe box. not even. 
Maybe plastic bags, because they All have right. plastic bags in Vietnam. Don't Which they? means you got to, so if they're buried six feet down, you can pretty much go vigorously for five feet, but then you kind of have to be delicate with the shovel for the last <laughs> foot, depending well, on how concerned, you know, with the hugging With, with her in one piece, yeah. yeah. A Vietnamese man dug up his wife's corpse and slept beside it for five years because he wanted to hug her in bed. Well, so, wait, I don't even understand that. So he dug. He did up it every his, night for five years, or no? He dug up his wife's corpse, like a five-year-old corpse, and then he slept beside it for another five years. Oh, so he pulled it. He took it home with him. Took it home with him. Ooh, and not only did that, nasty. he actually kind of enhanced her somewhat. The fifty-five-year-old man from <laughs> a small town in uh, <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah, he molded clay around the remains to create the figure of a woman. Right. He put clothes on her and then placed her. In his bed. Did he jam a bunch of Vietnamese potpourri in her chest cavity so she wouldn't smell so bad? <laughs> well, you know, obviously she must... I mean, five years, you decompose. All this you know? bad smell. And you know, as long as 2003 she died, so six years. Well, this so, guy, Ho Chi Minh or whatever, you know, maybe he wants to meet a new woman. And I think this behavior is kind of hindering his chances of meeting somebody new. See, you, you harbor the same sentiments as his children. Oh, okay. you know, you should move on. But uh, <laughs> apparently Ho Chi Minh wasn't going to move on. His, a- his actual name is Lee Van. Not Lee Van Cleef. It's just oh, Lee Van. But do you is Lee Van Cleef still alive? I think so. I, I think don't. He is. You don't think? I mean, we'll have to check that out. I don't know. It'd actually. be interesting to find out. So do you think he molded a clay minge? Fuck you think he yeah. molded his own clay? It, yeah. Do you, do you think that's the definition of clunge? <laughs> I love I that's that. Where it comes I from. love that new term. Clunge guy, is a clay man. Lee Van. He, in, he Lee invented Van, that. Lee Van created. He the didn't clunge. invent the term, but he invented the actual thing. It's so much tighter than when she was alive. Oh, I would make that shit really tight. <laughs> <laughs> the labia are much less dangly. <laughs> this is how I remember her. So much better. <laughs> uh, the man Lee Van told the website that after his wife died in uh, 2003. I love how he told the website. <laughs> this article is to a website, not to an actual accredited news source. Well, look at this. I think that Vietnam and South Korea, or all of Korea, no, North and South, they're the way of the future, man. That's why I want to go there. That's like future land. What me. do you say? They build the best clay vaginas? Well, they the just, best clunges you come know, from Vietnam my... doesn't need newspapers. You just report it to a website. That's where America's <laughs> going to be in five years. So they're you, a couple you steps act like they're backwards, the but they're really ahead of us. I mean, newspapers are dying. Dude, do they even have computers in Vietnam? Where do you think all the computers are made? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have them there. They don't even have to buy them. You just like swipe a couple off the, uh, you know, the shipping container. Everybody gets a computer for free. <laughs> so Lee Van said that after his wife died in 2003, he slept on her grave. But about 20 months later, he worried about the rain, the wind, and the cold. Mm-hmm. So he decided to dig a tunnel. So he doesn't have a death wish. No. Interesting. He, well, you know, he was trying to prevent you know, dying of a you cold know, or pneumonia. This is actually pretty romantic. I mean, you could make like a, a, a chick flick about this. Well, I'm surprised Tim Burton hasn't got onto this story well, yet. Well, up until the point where he makes the clunge. <laughs> <laughs> so he decided to dig a tunnel into the grave so he could sleep with her. Wow. So yeah, no, he was industrious. His children found out, though. And they prevented him from going to the grave. They had an intervention. Did they chain him to his bed or something? I mean, how well, do you do that? Could you picture this? It was just like, they filled in Father, the hole? we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down for a second. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not right. 
It's not normal for you to be digging a hole into the ground to go fuck your dead wife who died six years ago. Well, and our mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quit, quit, quit trying to fuck mom's corpse. We re- we want you to stop doing that. I just wonder, like, the what the how did they prevent him from going to the grave? They make like a human fence around it. Like, what would they do? Mm. Punchy I, I sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so one night in November two thousand four. He decided to take matters in his own hands. He dug up his wife's remains. He took them home. Yeah. And that's where he built the clunge. Look, children, you told me not to go to grave. I'm not going to grave. I go to my own bed. Oh, look, there your mom. <laughs> look at her magnificent clunge. I made it fresh. Rest of body, decompose, clunge, perfectly formed. So much tighter than it used to be you because remember, of you. You remember your mom's uh, very small, non-existent Vietnamese ass? Now she have big badonkadonk. <laughs> big I, clay I have badonkadonk. I improved upon your mother's memory. So uh, Lee Van here, the father of seven. Gigantic boobies. <laughs> Lee Van, the father of seven, said that neighbors did not dare visit his house for several years. I can't imagine why not. I, I don't know what got into that. But after several years, they just got used to it. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, let's oh, go over right, to well, Lee Van's house dude. again. You know, he, He's a good guy. He puts air freshener in that clunge. It's yeah. not that bad. Right. It mostly just smells like clay. <laughs> Wet clay. <laughs> Lee Van says, I'm a person that does things differently. I'm not like normal people. Yeah, you're not, Lee. You shag corpses. That's yeah. not normal. Why didn't his kids get together and just buy him a real doll? I mean, you can even get those things custom made. They could have had it made to look just like their mom, you know, when she's a 19-year-old Sphinx. You want to know why? Because Vixen. Why did I say Sphinx? <laughs> Are Sphinx is sexy? No, Vixen. That's what I meant. You want to know why? Because all seven children combined have like a cumulative income of about a dollar a month. But once again, you can get things made in Vietnam. I'm not saying it has to be a, Dude, a, Vietnamese, a name brand a, real doll. A Vietnamese real doll? Could you imagine how bad that would suck? You can't even tell the difference, dude. What do you think? Know. These knockoffs that you get, you know, the fake Rolex that you really can't tell, that all that shit comes. I think from. maybe Southeast the Rolex. Asia. I just don't know about the fake, uh, the the Vietnamese real, the replicas. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I don't you know. You think maybe. a clay, a corpse augmented with clay would be better? <laughs> sure. All right, I, I get where you're coming. Well, at from. least with the clay, you can mold it to your own parts. You know. Mm-hmm. So Wackerly on the uh, sick and wrong star scale, fits like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, you know. Not only did he dig up his wife's corpse and create the clunge and build the clunge and all that, right. he had been sleeping on the grave, then dug a hole into the grave. A tunnel. A tunnel. So he could sleep with a wife. Right. I, don't, I mean, he, we had big problems with the Vietnamese tunnel rats. Yeah, exactly. The and then there was a, that's why we didn't win Vietnam. Lots of ambushes, and you, know, you try and smoke them out, and they come out of another hole and stab you in the back. Fire in the hole. <laughs> yep. Corpse in the hole. That's Corpse fucking in the hole. <laughs> so, but I, I would say what I find disgusting about this is the fact that this guy did this for years, like six right, years. Right. He was in the tunnel sleeping with his dead wife. There's no till death do us part here. Yeah, I think we're maybe. I'm going to score this higher, but I'm going to peel back some of our jocularity that we've we've placed on the story. Yeah, I mean, we did. We did uh, put a lot of humor. He's not really fucking the clay hole. He really did dig up his wife because he needed to a hug, a cuddle, which he needed, makes. Which makes me score at a five. Because that's so fucking pathetic. But I'm thinking it's not a, just a cuddle. He got a boner. He spooned her. See, that cheapens it to me. If you, if you, if you got a boner and you really wanted to fuck the corpse, then I'm giving it like a three and a half. Because that's just general like deviancy. But if you really dug it up because he like had to like 
He was that I, I desperate for a hug. He had to sleep next to her and like have a hug. That's so utterly pathetic that I'm giving it a five. You know, I agree with you. I'm giving it a five star as well. Five stars. So people, go vote. Sigurongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 203. Well, we've reached the last third of the show here. We got a bunch of phone calls to the Sigurong Drunk Dial line. People can call Drunk Dial line at 206-666-3846. Or you can email us at uh, SigurongPodcast at uh, Hotmail.com. I know we, have, we do have a number of phone calls, but uh, before we get to call number one, how about a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So there you go, people. AdamandEve.com. Type in the word diddle when you check out, and you can celebrate Dildo December the right way. Dildember. Dildember. That's what it's called. So December. Wackily, we got a number of, uh, of uh, phone calls here. The Sick and Wrong Hotline. People, 206-666-3846 is that number. How about we play call number one? All right. This is pretty timely because it's from an actual Mormon. Oh, wow. So we have a Mormon fan base. Well, maybe not after no. tonight. No, we, you know, we've had, what was that? Remember that hot chick named like Sarah the Mormon? Yeah, and you notice how she doesn't call in anymore? Yeah, she doesn't call in any, I don't know how we offended her, but yeah, she just kind of faded away. But there were a couple other Mormons that listened to the show. Yeah, this is uh, Jebediah from Utah. And it's I good Mormon name. was trying to catch up on some of the back episodes, and you wanted to hear some of the corpse stories. Well, I went on a mission for the, for the Mormons down in Honduras and we used to always see dead corpses but one that stuck out in my mind was one time we were driving down the freeway in a bus and there was this lady that was carrying a bucket of laundry on her head well a tire came off a semi truck and it bounced down the road and then it ended up hitting the lady square in the face well it completely de- Fuck you, laundry lady. Lick my balls. <laughs> Give me back my tire. It was Trucker Paul in the Honduras. <laughs> this is why we have an 18-wheeler, because we can get rid of one and not care. Slaying Honduran women. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I didn't know that Mormons still did missions. Oh, fuck yeah. They do missions all the time? That's like their bar mitzvah. You have to do it. I think that's like one of the central tenets of be, you know being a Mormon youth. You know, if you think about it, a mission wouldn't be that bad. Like, so you get to go with a bunch of hot chicks to like some tropical climate. No, no, no. It's usually you and one dude. Oh, that's who's another Mormon who's probably equally as annoying as you would be. But uh, what's funny is, like, you know where Mitt Romney did his mission? Well, this guy went to what do you say, Botswana, Honduras, the Honduras. Well, other people go to Botswana. Other, usually it's like shitty. Like, I, I did know some Mormon kids in high school. Where did school. Mitt Romney go? Merrill Lynch? France. <laughs> France? <laughs> he was like in the, in the, you know, the country, the wine country of France doing his mission. Like, uh, hello, I'm American. Do you like, uh, do you have a religion? <laughs> oh, some wine? Okay, I'll drink that. Actually, I'm not supposed to drink wine, but maybe just a glass. <laughs> like, the hardships he had to endure. Some people get good missions. Right? The hardships he had to endure. That Mitt Romney, he yeah. suffered for yeah. his 
these people. Like, oh yeah, I did my I did my mission in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> well, prostitution's legal there, so when in Amsterdam, do a Amsterdamian. I got so high. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if the angel Moroni didn't want us to get high, why would he make all this sweet hash and have it for sale in a coffee shop? But this dude, being you know just a, a normal Mormon, had to go to Honduras. Honduras. Completely decapitated her, and so we pulled up alongside her, and her body was kind of laying off the side of the road, and her head was sitting out in the middle of the road, and then there was just, I remember this big chunk of ear, and part of a jaw that was out in the road. That's when I lost my faith. (laughs) (laughs) There is no God! And for some reason, I don't know what it was, but when the piece was detached, from her head, it took on this really red, bright, like sunburnt look color. But uh, that's just one of many uh, sick and wrong corpse stories. And I'll have to catch you later. Peace. You know, you know, he shit his Mormon underwear. <laughs> Those Mormon underwear were soiled. Right. Well, they're probably all soaked with sweat because he's in Honduras <laughs> in the summer. He had to put on a new pair. How do you, I mean, I thought Mormonism, like, forbade people from list, watching movies and listening to rock and or roll and... Podcasts be, are cool. Because, like, <laughs> Jesus didn't even know about podcasting, so there's no official judgment, so you can listen to the nastiest show possible. Once the Church of Latter-day Saints finds out about Sick and Wrong, he's probably going to be excommunicated. Just booted out <laughs> really? of the church. No more wives for you, man. You're on your own. Hey, we established that's not official church policy. So you know what's interesting? Uh, how did a tire decapitate this woman? Like, I mean, do, do, do tires, is it like the spinning blade and crawl? Just yeah. like flip down and just whew, It's, not, just a, it's not like a tire swing that hits you in the face and you get a bruise. No, it's like going at like 60 miles an hour. And that would decapitate you. Well, as if you listen to the story, it wasn't, it wasn't a clean cut. Like pieces of her head were everywhere. It sort of smashed her head off. Yeah, that's that's why they need laundromats in the Honduras. That's what those Mormons should be doing. They oh, should be so going down there, the street, yeah. building laundromats, and then uh, you know people would be living longer. So kind of like the Koreans in my neighborhood. Yeah, oh, <laughs> they exactly. came to Oakland and built laundromats. And, uh, and the then, Mormons could be in Honduras building. And they could do that. Yeah, I think they should. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't do a Mormon conversion on her corpse. Don't they do that the, uh, right after death, a posthumous yeah. uh, baptism? I don't think he said he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's call number two? God damn it, sick and wrong. This is Chris from Reno. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I'm, I'm about to say, this, this guy sounds offended, doesn't he? Uh, I believe we've said some things about Reno in the past. And Reno is kind of close. It's only three hours away. That's true. I'm a little worried. Lance, you're cool. D, All right. fuck you. You know too much <laughs> shit about Reno. Uh, I was just drinking a beer. I put a cigarette in it. And for some odd reason, I ended up drinking the cigarette. Beer. Yeah, that, that's not actually a cocktail in Reno. <laughs> what do they call it? <laughs> the Marlboro Man? <laughs> the, yeah. Honey. Thought I'd call and tell you that. But again, D, you fucking Jew. Ain't nothing wrong with Reno. 
I will probably be calling more often <laughs> to bring this up because I grew up here in Reno and I'm not white trash. Says the guy who just drank a cigarette butt. <laughs> the guy that just drank a cigarette butt in his beer, which is probably a high life. Uh, no, I'm not white or, trash. Um, I mean, or maybe even like a Keystone or a Steel Reserve. <laughs> a Steel Reserve, which yeah. is even you worse than a high than life. Yeah. And, uh, whatever. I'm watching Three's Company. It's kind of weird watching John Ritter on screen when, you know, he's dead. But, uh,. Uh, as usual, he fuck you, man. <laughs> he has some sharp feelings, that guy. I'm cool, though. Yeah, no, I like you. my balls. Nice. That's <laughs> a good ending. Well, guy. so what What can you say about Reno? You you drink beer, put your cigarette out in it, drink it, and you're watching Three's Company. Yeah, but you know I what, think it's great. You know what I, I And think, that's why I'm well-liked in the Reno community. I think, <laughs> I think what, that's a great... Activity to be partaking in. I think the Reno partisan here failed to mention that he's watching Three's Company during the day because he's unemployed drinking that <laughs> high life with a cigarette butt in it. <laughs> what do you, you don't know that he's unemployed. He might work third shift to <laughs> okay, a blackjack right. dealer at the <laughs> shitty casino. <laughs> he might, okay, all right. He might be third shift blackjack dealer. You know, I, I don't have anything personally against Reno. I've only been there a couple times. I've never been there, which is probably why I like it so much. <laughs> yeah, you know, go to Reno. And then you go to downtown Vegas, and you'll be like, wow, this is so much cooler. Right. But seriously, it's like, if you want to go find a girl that still has that claw hairdo, you know what I'm talking about? The hair that goes oh, up I in the know, front. Oh, I know, and I do. Yeah. If you wanna I find do want to find her. If you want to find a girl named Lisa with a claw hairdo. Yes, I do. And uh, probably huge fake breasts. Yep. Go to Reno, because she's right. a cocktail waitress. I'm going there this weekend. You should. And then maybe you can go uh, over to his house and drink some cigarette beer drinks. I'm just more you know concerned. Like a, I, I'm more concerned with watching Three's Company because <laughs> you know I don't like even a, know what channel that's on. What, what's in a Manhattan? Oh, uh, vermouth, vermouth, and whiskey, and some, and some cherries or something. So this, so cigarette, cigarette beer is kind of like a Reno Manhattan. A Reenhattan. A Reenhattan. That's what we're gonna call. How it. about a renal failure? <laughs> <laughs> I like Reno failure. Okay. No, okay, Reno's not that bad. If you want to go find some loose chicks and the largest trailer park in America, just go head over there. Is Reno like the Essex of the West Coast? Because <laughs> there's like quite Essex a lot of Essex England? bashing yeah. on uh, the forum. Lately. You know, I would say Essex girls are probably a little more violent than Reno girls. Yeah. But you ever try and break into their meth trailer? <laughs> yeah, I guess I haven't tried to break into the meth trailer. I, I don't know what Those happens. Those Reno chicks can get pretty violent. <laughs> So what's that call number three? This one's quite interesting, and maybe we'll take a while to get through, but I think it's worthwhile. Oh, okay, no, actually, I wanna, I wanna, I, I forgot about this call. So we got an email here from a fan, and it's a very elaborate email, um, written by Chrome, who said he was sick and tired of us um, disparaging the Cockney accent, or just doing such a poor doing job, doing such of a poor job yeah. of imitating it. So he writes in, write then, you miserable cunts. This email is to be read in conjunction with a phone message you've received at the hotline. In my last email about the Xbox playing axe murderer, I said I'd call in when I've got nothing better to do with my life. Now's the time. That day's arrived. <laughs> my wife is in the Dominican Republic with work. Yeah, your wife. Uh, I would recommend using a condom when she comes back <laughs> forever. <laughs> 
Xbox has flashed its red ring at me. Ooh. And nasty. my cock is already suffering from third degree friction burns. Also, is it just me or does cock cheese mixed with chocolate smell like a Starbucks skinny latte? <laughs> Never that's, tried it. That's the clunge. I have to warn you in advance. I have, it, I indeed have been dabbling in substances of dubious nature, but I assure you it's in the name of medical science. I'm seeing how long it takes for my hamster to start giggling. Yeah, I don't know what kind of uh, English uh, fairy dust this guy's on. He's on something. I've included in this email a sound clip of one famous but now deceased Cockney comedian called Sid James. And we played this Sid James intro at the very beginning of the show. Okay. Uh, Sid was one of the stars of the carry-on films of the 1950s to the 70s. I had never heard of this guy. But he's got such a thick Cockney accent. I would love to see a Cockney comedian. Uh-huh. I thought it'd be a fitting intro to your show and probably throw Lance into a land of confusion before you asked him, How was your weekend? It'll be fun seeing if you can translate it after a lesson in real Cockney accent and phraseology. I hope you're sitting comfortably and you have some Nazi nuisance juice on standby. Oh, I do, actually. I'll have to pour myself another. You know, actually, I think I might need a refill myself. As it helps to relax your face muscles and makes Cockney easier to understand or ignore. Cockney is primarily made up of rhymes replacing the true word. You'll get the hang of it as we go on. So Crone called up and he actually said three... Um, statements, like Cockney statements, Cockney phrases. Sentences. Yeah, sentences. Sentences in, uh, containing, containing multiple phrases, I believe. But listen to it. And what we're going to do here is we're going to play Cockney reading this, this uh, or Chrome reading this Cockney phrase here, and then we're going to see if you understand what it means. Or I, I can actually read it, I suppose, and we can read the translation. I think we should listen to it, read it, and then read the translation. All right. We'll see well, Let's go with number one here. Number one, a fucking Jimmy Choo bumped me down the apples and pears with some fucked up ruby ass while I had the jar on my brass band. Cut me the cat flap to his north and south to break his fucking amsterdam. So, let me, let me repeat that here. A fucking Jimmy Choo bumped me down the apples and pears of some fucked up ruby house while I had a jar in me brass band. Cunt needs a cat flap to his north and south to break his fucking Hampstead Heath. <laughs> what does that mean, Wackerly? I don't know. <laughs> Here's but, the, all, but all the two-word sort of, uh, you know, little phrases mean something because they rhyme with they something. They rhyme else. with something. Right. So I here's know that. The, here's the translation. A gentleman of Jewish belief, a Jimmy Choo. A Jew, Jimmy Choo, right. Knocked me down the stairs, apples and pear stairs, um, in an Indian restaurant... Ruby House. I don't know why that where that came from. While I had a drink in my hand, the fellow may need a strike to his mouth in order to damage his teeth. Hampstead Heath. I don't like how you, you read the sentence and the translation, and I don't even know where one begins and the other stops. Well, I was just explaining the the, <laughs> the, the, the terms. All right, I'll read next. No, I, I think I got it. Next one, I'll I read. I think the I'll listeners are less retarded or drunk than I am, so it's probably fine. All right, what, what about number two? <laughs> number two. Number two. I had to get off my place of me because they were fucking killing me. I stuck my kite to pass down the sewer stench and sparked up an oily rag. I took my daisy roots off and wiggled my fancy bows and decided to call a sherbet dab on a dog and bun. Alright, did you get that at all? See, this is where I don't even understand what the fuck he was talking I don't even understand the words to begin with, much less what they mean. I, you know, I, it, it blows my mind that people still talk like this, converse like this in the pubs. I, I would you, have no idea. But if you'd been talking like this for 
years and years and years since you were in you know a, a junior high school student it, it would just you would understand it all okay so so much like Jane Goodall with her chimps if when gorillas. we when we go on this or gorillas whatever we go on the UK tour and I just kind of go off with the Cockneys and observe them and yes. become part of them. Which I highly recommend, as I mentioned in the last show. Do you think, like, a year from now, I'll come back and I'll be like, Wackley, I need to get off my plates of meat. Right. From Did your you, wheelchair? Yeah, from my wheelchair after they kick after the you, shit out of me and give me a Chelsea smile. Bag and <laughs> take your dentures out. So uh, the Cockney um, phrase here, or term, sentence he just said is, I had to get off me plates of meat because they were fucking killing me. I stuck me Kyber Pass down on a sewer stench and sparked up an oily rag. I took me daisy roots off and wiggled me fancy bows and decided to call a sherbet dab on the dog and bone. So I got like as far as he had to get off his feet and sit on his ass and light up a fag. Yeah, actually, that's pretty good. It's not bad. I couldn't keep it all in my head. I had to sit down as my feet were uncomfortable. I sat on a bench and proceeded to light a cigarette. Uh, then I took my boots off and wiggled my toes and decided to telephone a taxi. <laughs> Why don't they just say that? I, uh, because they'd sound too proper. Too posh. <laughs> you posh bitch. You posh. I'll kick your fucking teeth in for talking like that, you Oxford cunt. I'll shove some eels up your anus. <laughs> so the third one here is, is his last uh, Cockney phrase. Let's play that one. Number three. So I said, oi, oi, me old China plate, ain't saying down a rubber dub dub lately. You got empty sky rockets. Worst fucking thing I ever did, listen to that cunt having a Derby and Jones for half a fucking Eiffel Tower before the cunt had the families to ask me for a lady diver. I pretended I was Mutt and Jeff. Alright, I have no idea what that means. Cunt. I just call this cunt at the end. It's <laughs> for good measure. Right. He's a true Cockney. So let me read the Cockney here, the, co- the Cockney version. So I said... Oi, oi, me old china plate. Ain't seen you down the rub-a-dub-dub lately. You got empty skyrockets? No clue. Worst fucking thing I ever did. Listen to that cunt having a Darby and Joan for half a fucking Eiffel Tower before the cunt had the families to ask me for a Lady Godiva. I pretended I was Mutton Jeff. He was moaning for an hour? That's all I got out of that. So you're saying he was in the pub? He's moaning for an hour, complaining for an hour, but then I, I lost I lost my place. You know, Wacko, that's actually pretty good. I think you would be better at understanding the Cockneys than I, I am. Would. I'm a cunning linguist. So. You are a cunning linguist. Here's the English translation. I said hello to my friend and asked him why I'd not seen him recently in the pub. I was sorry to have asked as he complained for a full 30 minutes. Oh, half an hour. Then he asked me for five pounds, so I pretended not to hear him. <laughs> I don't know. So he says, hopefully by now you've got the hang of it. And by the time us Brits prove our mettle in the still to be arranged at the sick and wrong drinking contest, you'll be talking cockney like you're born in earshot of the Bow Bells. Either that or you'll sound a right cunt like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. <laughs> I'm thinking the latter. Probably. He, he's the only bloke I know that makes Elton John look like an oil rig roughneck. <laughs> I would say suck my oranges again, but it's fucking freezing here. They're more like satsumas at the moment. By the way, I, if we do a UK tour, I'm not doing a drinking competition. 
I don't. I, I don't want to wake up with a Chelsea smile. Yeah, I don't know what would happen if we did a drinking competition. I'll do a drinking competition if if Britons, uh, Scotsmen, Irishmen, Welshmen come here to San Francisco. I'll do a drinking competition. I'm not doing one. I'm only going to do it if we're on home base. Yeah, I'm not doing it on their soil. I, no. I, I don't trust them. I'm doing like thimbles of Pims the whole time I'm there. Yeah, I picture. Because I, I know what will happen. I picture a Union Jack tattoo on my arse. That's, um, that's what I'm worried about. Tattoo or scar tattoo? <laughs> a brand? Yeah, a brand. So thank you. And then and then also you'll look back there and Russell Brand will be doing you from behind. <laughs> oh, hey, man. Look at my crazy hair. I'm, I'm so such funny. a nutty motherfucker. I'm, I'm funny. so hilarious. I'm such a nutty. Uh, and then I'll be in front of you taking a picture. It's <laughs> on the website. Here's D getting bummed by Russell Brand. It was the best night of the trip. <laughs> So thank you, Chrome, for that lesson in Cockney. Um, uh, you know, actually, that was, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, very uh, eye-opening. I don't know why. I mean, you they know? teach Ebonics in the schools here. Why don't they teach Cockney? It's yeah, just I, another foreign language. I would like to know, though, if, this, if, the, if, if that many people still speak Cockney. I wonder if uh, how many people still do it. Because, like, Yiddish was a language, you know, throughout the shtetls in, the, in, the, you know, in Eastern Europe. Everyone spoke Yiddish. But now I bet you it's a dying language. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Cockneys, if like older, you know, Limeys speak Cockney. Then the children and, cannot understand them. You know, I think the Chavs have developed their own language now, uh-huh. their own right. idioms. I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. So thank it's you, Chrome. It just basically consists of slapping people in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Two slaps means yes. One slap means no. Three slaps means I don't give a fuck. So thank you, Chrome, for the uh, Cockney lesson. People can call Sticker on Drunk Dial Line at 206-666-3846. We've got a couple other emails I want to get to here. got an email here from uh, Jaguar35. He says, Hey, Dean Lance, my whole team listens to your podcast. The U14AA Jaguars would be proud to be the official sick and wrong hockey team. Oh, sure, yeah. We also think you should Where play... Where are they from? You know, he doesn't say. They say under 14? Is that what U14 is? U14, yeah. A bunch of kids. <laughs> the official under 14-year-old hockey team. Hockey team, yeah. Yeah, I'll give that to them. Okay. You are the official sick and wrong um, prepubescent hockey team. He says we also are, we, are. Are they obligated to wear like sick and wrong patches on their jerseys? We should get them to put stickers on their helmets. That'd be kind of cool. I think we should. Can we yeah. set, can we get can we have this kid mail uh, tell us what the number of players are and we'll mail them that many stickers and they can put on their helmets. I'm I sure would their totally parents are going to object to this, <laughs> but it well, would be really under cool. Fourteen. Just also, for the dirtiest ho- under-14 hockey team in the league. Like the you, Bad News Bears. Like, they're just hooking and <laughs> jabbing all night long. They always lose, but they, you know, injure more players than any other team in the league. And he says, we also think you should play the song we listen to before every game. Mm-hmm. E equals MC Vagina. That sounds good. I've never heard of it, but I like it. I, I think like, you have another song lined up. I like maybe that next theorem. week. Yeah, maybe next week we'll play uh, E equals MC Vagina. Why, why don't you send that to us? So there you go. Big ups to the U14AA Jaguars. You guys are the official sick and wrong prepubescent hockey team. <laughs> People email sick and wrong at sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, finally here, if you haven't joined the Sick and Wrong Forum, I don't know what you've been doing with your life. I don't know what you do on the internet mm. because you go on there and you completely avoid a really cool, fascinating website. Mm-hmm. You, know, a, right. a, a, you know, a wealth of information about things that you need to know. Plus, it's a burgeoning community. A burgeoning community. And you want to get in on the ground floor. You don't yeah. want to be the, like Johnny-come-lately at a huge 
established forum. You want to be the guy who's like, I've been here since 2000. <laughs> what is the year is it? Nine. <laughs> but, you know, it's, and, and not to mention, I mean, it's a burgeoning community, but there's lots of sexy ladies on that forum. The we ratio, don't make this up. The ratio of sex, there's not lots, <laughs> but the ratio of sexy ladies to nerdy basement dwellers is quite high given the the norm of the internet. But we have a couple dominatrixes. There's a fetish coach. Right. There's, there's a few different people. There's a redhead. An a redhead, Asian, yeah, an Asian. A British chick. Guys posting uh, naked pictures of their ex-girlfriends. A girl with huge fake tits. Huge fake tits, yeah. That's uh, a little psychotic. But my favorite post of the week is, uh, I don't know who did it. Am I forgetting anybody? Nah, I I think that's most (laughs) My favorite post of the week is uh, hot chicks with fists in their mouths. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. Wasn't that impressed? You liked it though? No, what I thought was funny is that there's a whole like genre of these. Like hot chicks with dogs with boners. That Hot chicks smiling at ground zero. That one I like. Hot chicks plunging their toilets. That one I wasn't so impressed by. Hot chicks picking up dog shit. No. I, I didn't even look at that one, but I kind of <laughs> liked hot chicks with dogs with boners. Yeah, that one because I Because like. the thing is with that, they had to stage a lot of those shots. So that means that... The, Somebody the, hand manipulated the dog. Yeah, or either hand manipulated or the guy was like, all right, all right, baby, all right, baby. All right, stand right there, wear the bikini, pick up the dog in. Rub his tummy. <laughs> Red Rocket. Red Rocket. Okay, pu- take a picture. <laughs> it's not his tummy that you have to rub. But no, go, go, go check it out. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of webs. There's a lot of cool websites. A lot of things going on at the Sigurong Forum. You can link to it right off our main page, SigurongPodcast.com. Also, thank you everybody out there. I know we see this every week, but thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes and leaving us comments. It is a really good way to give us uh, some much needed exposure. The expo- and we're going to change the image pretty soon, right? The yeah, iTunes that was kind of controversial, but uh, we have a friend who's actually been on the show in the past who redesigned mm-hmm. the logo. We're not doing away. We're not discarding the elephant taking a shit forever. No, no, it'll be there forever. But I want to switch it up a little bit. I want to yeah. be fresh. I want to be original, you right. know? And uh, innovative. But yeah, so we, we got a couple things that we're going to be doing. So this week, tell three people, three people, three friends about the show, word of mouth, that's, that's the way to do it. That's the way to promote Sick and Wrong. Is this some type of chain letter thing you're setting up? No, I'm just saying. It's like this week. Are you they know, paying it forward? <laughs> just go, go to three friends and say, you should listen to Sick and Wrong. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Right. You know, it's the Your elephant Your three shitting. most deviant friends. Tell them about it. Word of mouth. Bring them to the swarm. And the best way to uh, become a swarm member is to get a Sick and Wrong tea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another thing that we shill mercilessly here on the show. That's true. But, uh, no, it's a, you know, we, we, we don't ask for donations. It's a great way to support us and uh, keep us doing some free podcrafting for the next uh, 200 episodes. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but buy a new Sigurong tea. We have the new uh, design available right at the Sigurong store. I just sent out like five on Monday. So people out there, you'll be getting your shirt soon. Quit bitching. Don't send me any more emails. Also, you can order Gacy's Sigurong stickers as well. Uh, it's a good way to support the show. You buy a shirt, send us your pics of wearing it around town. Yeah. You know, at churches, at uh, funerals, at the abortion clinic. And Take now, some pics. if you buy the sticker, you're also indirectly supporting the under-14 Jaguars hockey team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're, they're going to be getting the sticker, too. But we want some pics for the Swarm Facebook page. So when you buy a shirt, send us, send us your pics of wearing it to funerals, pubs, whatever. And uh, we'll put it on the uh, Facebook page. So go get a shirt today at the Sick and Wrong store. Uh, finally, here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week, which is rather apropos. 
was uh, sent in by Tesh. I think this song is about the average Mormon family tree. Hmm. He writes in, hey guys, I found this long song. I thought it would be a good choice for the song of the week. You can tell just from the title. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> All right. Peace fuckers. Tesh. Um, it's actually by uh, Ray Stevens. You remember that guy? Oh, yeah, I do. You know, I've forgotten about Ray Stevens. I always used to confuse Ray Stevens with Gallagher, but they're completely different people. No, Gallagher is a performance artist, and Ray Stevens is a novelty songstress. But Ray, Ray Stevens is kind of like, he's like the Dr. Demento of Opryland, of like Nashville, of right? Country music. Country yeah. music. I, I'm like, sure Dr. Demento has played Ray Stevens songs. I mean, Dr. Demento is a DJ. He's a funnel through which these acts come to the public and Ray Stevens is an actual act unto himself. So would you say that Weird Al is the polka version of Ray Stevens? Yeah, that that's more appropriate. Or or Ray Stevens is the Opryland version of Weird Al. Who would win in the fight? Weird Al. <laughs> Don't ever you know I'm a Weird Al worshiper. I'm a devotee. You are a devotee of Weird Al. So I, I didn't know Randy, Randy or Ray Stevens. I was about to say Randy, but I didn't know Ray Stevens was still doing music. But apparently in 2002, he had a gold single with a song called Osama Yo Mama. What the fuck else is he going to do? He's either dead or he's still doing these songs. <laughs> he sold over 500,000 oh, copies is, uh, of that song. the CEO of KPMG, the accounting company. Now, I didn't know that, but it sounds all right to me. No, he's still making dumb songs. Yeah, I th- apparently he is. So we're going to end the show here with I'm My Own Grandpa by uh, Ray Stevens. Thanks, Tesh, for sending that in. People, we're I gonna... don't want to hear Osama Yo Mama. <laughs> Can we do that next week? I, sh- I should have played that. You know, I'll play that when uh, Obama actually catches Osama. Okay. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to wait a few years for that one. Maybe not. Maybe I've heard, not. I've heard some things. People, we'll be back next week with episode 204. Probably going to be a little late because I have to return to Detroit. And uh, we might be a little late, day late with that show. Yes. So, uh, yeah, don't get your panties in the knot, all right? You'll get your sick and wrong fix that week. <laughs> so we'll be back with episode 204. Until then, take it sleazy. <laughs> Many, many years ago, when I was 23, I was married to a widow who was pretty as can be. This widow had a grown-up daughter who had hair of red. My father fell in love with her, and soon they too were wed. This made my dad my son-in-law and really changed my life. For now my daughter was my mother, because she was my father's wife. To complicate the matter Even though it brought me joy I soon became the father Of a bouncing baby boy My little baby then became A brother-in-law to dad And so became my uncle Though it made me very sad For if, if he were my uncle Then that also made him brother of the widow's grown-up daughter, who was, of course, my stepmother. Father's wife then had a son who kept them on the run, and he became my grandchild, for he was my daughter's son. My wife is now my mother's mother, and it makes me blue, because although she is my wife, she's my grandmother too. (laughs) Now
If my wife is my grandmother, then I'm her grandchild. Yeah. And every time I think of it, it nearly drives me wild. Cause now I have become the strangest case you ever saw. As husband of my grandmother, I am my own grandpa. Oh, I'm my own grandpa. This is Todd from Tennessee calling. It's the first time I've ever called when I'm not annihilated, but uh, it's like 8.30 in the morning and I've been driving for four hours already, and I just saw a terrorist van that said S&W on the side, so that kind of made me laugh. But then the back of it, it said crab. So I have no idea what that was about, but I enjoyed it. Okay, bye. <laughs>